Good morning, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to another installment of Honor Kings and Sons TV. This is your host, owner and founder, Darian Jones of Honor Kings and Sons TV podcast. I am so excited to present to you guys another installment, another episode, another conversation that is on my heart to share with the people. There are ways that you guys can donate to the podcast. Uh, so that it can uh, constantly be growing. And I'm excited for what God is going to do in 2023. My goal is for uh, everybody who tunes in to become informed, to become interested, and to become impacted with what I am sharing to you. So I want to thank everybody for being a part of this process, being a part of this journey with me. And with no further ado, let's get into it. So today, I have a topic that I want to share and to discuss with my fellow peers and listeners, and I hope that it will stir up a conversation because I feel like this is something that has been talked about indirectly for many, many years by many, many people who have gone through it, who have overcome it, as well as people who have gone through it, overcome it and are back in it now. And we want to be able to get perspective. We want to be able to get a vision. We want to be able to look at this and see how can we tackle it? How can we deal with it? And when somebody finds themselves in this situation, that we can help them get out successfully. And that topic is the topic of homelessness. So my question to my listeners and viewers is, is homelessness a real dead end? Can we say that once you've reached homelessness, that things are just not looking good for you? I want you to take a moment. I want you to envision yourself at your best and then envision yourself at your worst. It doesn't matter how much time it took to get in between the two. It doesn't matter what was going on in your mind at the time. I just want you to picture what, I will not say what, I want you to picture the difference between the two. And I want you to be able to ask yourself a couple questions. At your best, what were the qualities that you used to get you there? At your worst, what were your qualities that brought you there? When we look at homelessness, homelessness is something that in some cities, in some parts of the world, it is a casual thing. It is something that you see almost every day. It is almost part of your life. I have met people and talked to people who lived in cities outside of where I live because I'm Homestead, Florida. And most people who live in Florida, if you live near Miami, Florida, they just say they're from Miami, Florida. But I've been to downtown Miami. I've seen the homelessness problem there. And I've been to Homestead and I've seen the homelessness problem in Homestead. And it's two totally different, you know, scenarios. But nevertheless, you see people in those situations. But I want you to ask yourself, if you're in a place where you see homelessness, you know, um, or you are a person that have experienced it, like look into yourself. 
and ask yourself, what were the qualities that kept you from homelessness? What were the qualities that brought you to homelessness? Homelessness is something that is very unfortunate, no matter what it is that brought you there, because you now are in a place of lack. Or are you in a place of lack? Maybe you're in a place of creativity and you've been blindfolded to to see that. Homelessness is something that has been on my heart for some time now. Uh, For years, I've seen homeless people. I've given to homeless people. I've prayed for homeless people. I even helped them. I've transported them. Um, I, 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 I visited where they were staying, um, as far as areas and I did my best to help them. And there's always advice you get from those, um, who might be more fortunate or who might be living average that probably had a good or bad experience when it comes to homelessness. And so what happens is they begin to share the best way for you to deal with homelessness based on their experience. I have my own experiences. Uh, There was a season in my life where I was so busy, I was annoyed by a homeless person. Um, Now, in 2023, with so much that has come to light in the world, it's hard to trust a homeless person. There used to be a time where you can clearly know and track the life of a homeless person. Now we live in a world and a day and age where people make a career out of homelessness. So how do you trust a homeless person when they say they need money? Especially when you think most homeless people will want more food and shelter at first, or they will request that more throughout the day than they would request money, right? And that's just... That's just the rawest form of homelessness, like a person literally living on the street. You know, that's one type. There is another type of homelessness where you have a person who lost everything and they're jumping from place to place. So they still have shelter, but they don't have a place to call their own. So you have that form of homelessness. I don't know if the term would be called partial homelessness. I don't I don't know if that's a term, but I'm telling with you that that's another form of homelessness. And I don't want to get to the spiritual part and say spiritual homelessness. I, I I'm not I'm not feeling to go that way or even talk about like being poor in your spirit. I'm, I'm not talking about that. And I'm not even talking about being poor because it's very. Possible. To not be poor and be homeless. It's very possible to be broke and not homeless. So I'm not really getting to that. I'm just talking about the situation of homelessness itself. Like the fact that you don't have a place where you're comfortable. You don't have a place where where you can you can have privacy. You know, you jump from place to place. You feel wide open. You don't feel protected. You're limited on resources. I want to talk about, is that type of homelessness a bad thing or a good thing? And I want to say that 
after carefully reviewing this, I would dare to say that homelessness is a good thing. I would be as bold to say that if you find yourself homeless, you are actually in the best place of your life. The reason why I would say that is because when you are in a place where you don't have anything reachable, tangible, comfortable, reliable, you are in a position to do what? To look at what's around you and command what you didn't have to come to you. There is a special creativity that lies in the realm or in the sphere of homelessness. Why? Because you actually have been taken out of comfort. You actually have been taken out in a place of ignorance, of a place of bliss. Whatever your former life was before you landed into homelessness, there was probably a point where what you had caused you actually to not care anymore. It caused you to be stagnant. It caused you to become lazy in your thinking. It caused you to be cheap in your giving. So homelessness actually puts you at ground zero. It's an opportunity for you to examine yourself with no interruptions. Some people are homeless and they still have a job to go to, right? And that job may take maybe seven to eight hours out of their day. But guess what? Even if you're homeless while you're working, there's a realm of creativity because now you said, okay, the home I had before, I want it back. Maybe this is an opportunity for you to create a sphere of thinking, a realm of opportunity that what you lost, you can get 10 times back. Homelessness, I don't believe is a dead end. I believe homelessness is a catapult. It's a launch pad. It's a bridge to new opportunities. Some people might ask, why would I find myself in such a low, raw state of being? Sometimes we need that. It's needed. It's needed for you to see that everything that you relied on can be taken away. Job said, the Lord giveth and the Lord taketh away. Naked I came into this world, naked I'm coming out. It is possible that God can be involved in you being homeless. I don't care who you are. And guess what? You may not believe in God, but let me tell you something. One thing I've learned about God, or one thing I've learned about life, is anytime something is given or taken away from you, some, it requires a response on both ends. If something is given to you or taken from you, it both requires a response. To whom much is given, much is required. And I've taken an entire year to study what that means. A lot of people don't like math. I actually love math. So if we were to make this an equation, let's look at it. We'll start by the first part, to whom much. So we're going to say that that's a term, much. So to whom much is given, comma, much is required. I'm going to turn that comma into an equal sign. So remember, we have much on the first part, to whom much is given. I'm changing that comma to an equal sign. So we're saying to whom much is given equals much being required. When you're in math and you study algebra, algebraic equations, they always tell you you look for like terms and you combine them. Well, because in this 
specific equation. We have a like term on each side. We have to find a way to get that like term to the side that the other like term is on. Right? So if we were to divide and we were to say to whom much is given, and we divide that much, so we're taking we're taking much from one side and putting it to the other, right? Then we will get what? We will still get much. That word, that term, and I don't want to mess up people's minds and say, oh, Lord, you lost me with the math equation. What I'm really trying to say is that the, the, the combining uh, word here or the word to focus with is much. If God gives you much, so if God gives you much struggle, guess what? God expects you to take that struggle and give back a W and give back a victory. If that much is much money, God expects you to take that much money and give him back that. And not only just give him back that because there's a mystery in it. When God gives you something, he gives you an opportunity. He gives you a circumstance. He gives you a scenario. He wants you to utilize everything about what he gave you and break so, and bring something out of it. So it's kind of like this. It's kind of like a business person saying, hey, I'm going to give you $100,000. I'll be back in a few years. When I come back in a few years, I want to see what you did with that $100,000. I want you to pay attention. He said, I want to see what you did with that $100,000. So the expectation is, man, I took this $100,000. I invested it. Out of my investment, I made $2.3 million. I took that $2.3 million. I bought houses, properties. I opened restaurants, cafes. I donated to charity. I blessed my church. When that businessman comes back, he's paying attention to what you birthed out of that $100,000. He's not paying attention to the fact that you made $2.3 and then all the other accolades that come along with it. Because that is a, that's a product of, that's a byproduct of his expectation of what you should have done with the 100000 So God looks at what he gave you. The byproduct of expectation is what you do with it. So now we understand that to whom much is given, much is required. God expects you to take that much, that word much, and give it back to him. And the byproduct of what you did with that, that is what? That's your blessing. So homelessness is an opportunity to me. I believe strongly it is an opportunity. I believe homelessness, it requires you to first stop what you're doing and think because time is still moving. Change just happened to you. You went from comfort to being out in the open. So now you have to start to think. And actually, homelessness is an opportunity for you to take control of your time. You now are in full control of your time. A lot of people don't realize subconsciously comfort controls your time. Comfort controls your time. So every time you remain comfortable, you are in control of your comfort. I mean, your comfort is in control of you. 
But when you stay in a place that your that your comfort can never control you because you're always making use of your time, I guarantee you, you always will stay in a place of opportunity. You will always stay in a place of creativity. Some people, when they find themselves in a place of homelessness, they let their mind go. They let their spirit go. And to be honest with you, it's not even that they let their spirit go. Their spirit was attached to what they had. So now they are empty inside. And guess what happens when you're empty? Other hosts come and fill your temple. There's a lot of people who go mental when they become homeless. There's a lot of people who they give themselves over to evil thinking and they go into a life of crime because they need to be comfortable. There are some people who go into stress and depression when they become homeless. And let me tell you something. It is difficult to wake up and realize you had it all and you lost it. We are human beings. Well, we're spirit more than we're human beings. So when I say human beings, I'm, I'm, I'm talking more on a relatable term, person to person, that we feel certain things. We feel loss. We feel hurt, pain. We feel abandonment. We feel these things when we lose our comfort and we lose our, our, we lose the expectation of this will always be provided for me. It hurts. I'll be honest. It hurts. But what if God is so great, so good, so all knowing that he knows what you have is not all of what you deserve? are not all that you could have. And he wants to set you up for something like none other before. He wants to set you up for better, for greater. Homelessness, I believe, is opportunity. I believe it's creativity. Now, there's a lot of nuances to homelessness. I don't want to negate them. Like the fact that everywhere you go, it's a homelessness problem. It's constant. You see it every day. And it's getting harder and harder to trust people. Um, I completely understand. But I believe that if we truly want to change the world, we need to come up with creative ways to impart knowledge, wisdom, and understanding to those who are less fortunate. There's an old saying that says if you teach a person, if you if you help a person get fish for a day, you only uh, feed them for a day. But if you teach them how to fish, you feed them for a lifetime. Now, I already know we don't need to argue about this. There's some people, their mind is made up. They have allowed themselves to be in a frame of mind where they just going to stay stuck. Can't do anything about that. You only can pray that their mind will open up by the mercy of almighty God. But if there is somebody out there with that even an ounce of willingness to change, if there is a way 
that we can impart wisdom, knowledge, and understanding, the homelessness population would diminish so fast. I am so thankful for social media. And I'm going to tell you why. People can say, oh, you know, people, you know, they use social media to post the good times. Nothing wrong with that. People say you can't trust what you see on social media. I completely understand. You should never take anything at face value. I completely understand. But one of the things I love about social media is that if I'm in one part of the world and I never get a chance to travel to a a certain area or country, social media allows me to get a glimpse of what goes on in other places in the world. And I have seen so many videos on social media of homeless people who they had a gift of singing. And that one video somebody took of them singing opened up the door for their life to change. Gave them so many opportunities. I have seen videos where people who are homeless They sat around and they found a skill or a skill that when they were comfortable, they didn't really pay attention to. They took that skill. They got obsessed with it. They perfected it. They went probably maybe I don't know if they stole materials to help them perfect it or they found access to it or somebody blessed it, um, blessed them to have access to those materials and they perfected their gift. And somebody took a video of them utilizing their gift, and that changed their life. I'm here to tell you that when you are in a place where you lack comfort, you lack stability, you lack um, um, I would say. You you just don't have what you used to have. Everything is minimal. Everything is tight. Look for creativity. Build your own resources. Reestablish your value. Because the mystery in homelessness is that you're at ground zero. Just like people say, he's a has-been. He's a nobody. Thank you so much. I am glad that you identify me as that. Because that means I'm in the perfect place to reinvent myself and start all over again. I'm at the highest form of value because everything I start to attach to me is fresh and clean. Everything I start to put in me is untainted. I don't have my comfort. I don't have my friends, the people I used to party with. I don't have my family. It's just me and my God, my faith, my gut, and my willingness and my determination untainted, unadulterated. I have it all right here fixing myself to a blessed end. If you are under the sound of my voice, you have a cell phone that allows you to listen to this podcast and you are homeless, my friend. You are in the best place of your life. Can I tell you something? There are some homeless people who have been poor for a long time, but there was a period in their life where they had it all. You know, some people who are homeless, some of them, not all, 
Some of them have come into the best rest of their lives. Why? Because when they had it all, it was just so fast. Restless. Right? They came into wealth or they came into stability, but it came with a lot of restlessness. Constant working. No peace. No spending time with family. No treating themselves. And losing it all was actually a good thing to save their soul. Sometimes homelessness, it's, 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 an, it's an agent that's to our benefit. Like I said, are there people out there who are homeless and lazy? Yes, they are. May God help them. May something click in their mind from a message that they hear or a person that talks to them or something like this podcast snap in their head and say, man, I really need to get out of this. Now, if you're comfortable, it's all right. If you're a person that you feel entitled and you're not doing nothing until somebody does for you, it's all right, my brother, my sister. May God keep you. But if you're a person that you want your situation to change, guess what? I'm here to tell you that the time you spent moping, this is the day of joy. This is the day of salvation to you. Because all you need is to discover first that you're in the best place to be creative. You have no obligations. You don't have to worry about people coming to you. Because guess what? Sad truth is, when you're homeless, average person doesn't want to come to you. <clears throat> so, just being honest. And we all know this. So you don't have to worry about nobody running to you. Some people may say, oh, in the area where I'm homeless, there is a lot of noise. Well, guess what the fun part about homelessness is? Homelessness is you can travel. Yeah, you're mostly traveling by foot, or if you may scrape up a couple chains and travel by sense, guess what? You're homeless. So everywhere is your home. Yay! And I know in a way that sounds odd to laugh about, but everywhere is your home. Everywhere. There's some people, they've been, they become homeless, they scrape up change to get a bus ticket, and they literally go city to city. And they can actually share what they experience in each city. Some of them say, man, I'm in Miami now. I actually would want to go back to Seattle because the people cared for me so much in Seattle. Or they can say, man, I went to New York. And there was a place I was living at in New York. And man, the, 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 the community was so endearing to me. So guess what? There's some people who are comfortable. They have financial stability. They have a roof over their head. They have a Netflix account. They have food in their fridge. But they have become so bound by their comfort, they don't even want to travel. So I have more respect for that person who's homeless, who scrapes up change to, take, to get bus tickets, to go all around the country, than that person who sits in their house has everything and doesn't take the God-blessed resources and go see the world. There's a perspective that is in homelessness. Now, I said earlier, because I kind of was really pouring out my heart, 
So I'm going to get back to what I said earlier about what qualities did you have before you were homeless and what qualities did you have that uh, did you have when you became homeless? There are some people, they actually didn't do anything bad. They actually didn't do anything bad. It was just a day that change took place and they weren't ready for it. And technically, you probably can say lack of preparation. Because I believe preparation is a quality. It's a skill. It's a skill that I'm working on right now. You can say that maybe it was lack of preparation. That was a quality that they didn't have. And boom. That's what caused them to enter this downfall. But I don't believe so. Because in the Bible, you have the story of Job. And the Bible says that this man would get up every morning and offer sacrifice to God for every living thing he owned. His kids, his wife, his soldiers, his prosperity, his animals. He made sure he did stuff just to secure uh, his future. So a lot of his sacrifices he did for the future. So nothing would catch him off guard. But what happened? He was brought up in the courts of heaven. And a challenge was issued concerning him. That what would happen if we took everything away from Job? So maybe God allows homelessness to challenge people. Maybe this issue of poverty that we have all around the world was God challenging people. And some people haven't risen to the challenge. There are places all over the world where there is at least one person who can testify they came out of poverty. So if one person from every country on the face of this planet has overcome poverty, that means all of us can. It's in the mind. It's in the mind. The mind is a terrible thing to waste. An age-old saying with an eternal value to it. The mind is a terrible thing to waste. We have to make sure that we take care of our mind so that we will never not be ready to handle or face things. So it's possible to have great qualities and lose it all, all because God wants to challenge you, or a challenge has been brought up and your name is the, the person that wants to be uh, used in the challenge. It just might be so. There are some people that when they become homeless, they give away their qualities or their qualities are no longer with them because their qualities were attached to the things that they had. The difference between a person who can get out of poverty and a person who can't is a person that is aware of their qualities and if it's attached to people and things or if it's attached to them. Homelessness it's not a dead end. It's only a dead end. 
of what you had before you came home, before you became homeless, was attached to something. And I'll say this, because my time is short. You might say, I was born into poverty. When I became, when I became aware of my surroundings, there was never nothing around me. Never. I'm going to tell you something. That means that the generations that came before you, they've dropped the ball. At some point, wealth was in your line, your bloodline, and it was dropped. Somebody dropped the ball. So now what you have to do is you have to say, this is where the buck stops. This is where I will change the course of my family bloodline and the course of those that will come after me. And you begin to command creativity. You begin to command resources. How do you do that? I'm I'm going to make this simple. This is not attached to anything religious. I'm going to make this simple. How do you command something? When you are in school, they teach you manners. Hey, excuse me. Could I please? Things of that nature. Simply opening your mouth makes people turn to you. If you do it in the right way. So if you're on the street, you're homeless, and you see a person, and you go up to them and say, could I ask you a question? You got about a three, you got about a three second window to ask them that question. Now, remember, your level of homelessness will determine if you even get a response, right? Because, you know, you're poor or broke or you don't have a place to stay. So you automatically fall into that stereotype. They want money for drugs or, or trying to manipulate me. So you have about a three to five second window. Do you realize that in that little gesture, you brought a person to you? Now, what you say to them will determine if that person becomes a resource to you. And for all of those who manipulate people, please repent. It's not cool. That's a problem. If even when you don't have nothing, you're still manipulating people or you still feel entitled, that's a problem. I don't care if you're black, white, Spanish, Asian, and you're homeless, that's a problem. You have a serious problem. If even when you don't have anything, you take the little that you get and manipulate people, you have a problem. And you're going to stay homeless because of that problem. So for the person, who's trying to build a road out of where they are, out of poverty, out of homelessness. What you ask that person, because just by opening your mouth, you have activated the command feature of who you are. Just by asking them that question and that little window could change your life. Commanding isn't shouting out loud. I command this to come to me. Commanding is getting somebody's attention. You get their attention. And then what you release to them, based on the value you give it, they'll match that value. 
And if you continue to do to do that over and over and over, you'll start to build a wealth of resources, a wealth of knowledge, a wealth of connections, a wealth of network that will take you right out of your situation in due time. I want people to understand that everything that happens in life is for a reason. Nothing is by surprise. Nothing is random. Everything happens for a reason. And I'm going to tell you this. If you are listening to me, I'm going to tell you this. If you find yourself homeless, whatever version of homeless it is, if you find yourself homeless, I'm going to tell you this. Be prepared. What do I mean? Be prepared. You might just have been given your meal ticket to a greater level. You know, the Bible says, Lord, teach us to number our days that we may apply our hearts unto wisdom. I'm in a season now where preparation and planning is literally my my new process. A new level of preparation and planning. I believe preparation and planning is a spiritual gift. It's a spiritual skill that will always keep the mind from not experiencing poverty, homelessness, being broke, being poor. It's a skill. It's so sad how we have compartmentalized education. And I'll talk about this in a whole nother episode. That our children, they know how to plan and they know how to prepare only for tests. But we have not given them the revelation that what they need to do to pass the actual test is the same frame of mind they need to do to pass the test of life. We are putting so much pressure on our children to pass the test, to get a grade that may or may not mean anything in their educational success, but we are not broadening the scope to show them how to be prepared for the test of life. I hope that after today, you will see homelessness different. It probably was an opportunity for those of you listening You've been homeless more than five years, maybe 10 years, 15 years, 20 years. It probably was your breakthrough God gave you being homeless. But today is the day of salvation. You probably are on your way to losing it all. I don't know who you are. You might be going through a divorce and literally after the courts finish with you, you're going to be on the side of the road. Or you had a bad day. Things happen. You lost your job. Now your family's in the hole. And you know after you pack up everything and put stuff in your storage unit, you're probably going to have to sleep in your car for a couple of weeks. My brother, my sister, you literally have been put in the greatest place of opportunity you could possibly be in. I wish I can continue going on, but at this time, I got to get going. I love you guys, my listeners. Be sure to make sure that you share this podcast. Tune in for the next episode. and uh, Let somebody know that Honor Kings and Sons TV podcast is in circulation. 
and it's the podcast that they need to be a part of. There are ways for you to donate and give to this platform so that it can continue to grow. And I am so excited that you're following me on this journey. This is Darian Jones, owner and founder of Honor Kings and Sons TV podcast. And I'm so thankful to have you guys tuning in. Uh, Be prepared for next week when you will see another installment. And I hope that everything I'm sharing with you is blessing you, impacting you, making you think, and pushing you to want to have a conversation, not just with myself through email or direct message, but with your peers. All right. So thank you guys so much. I'll see you next time on the Kings and Sons TV podcast. Thank you guys. God bless you.